0: Coming to you from the m M&M and Exterior Studio in Noakesville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. So I enjoyed reading your bio and I thought it was so funny when you talked about creating DC Fempreneur as a place to help women belong, but it helped with your own sense of belonging. Because just last week I had written that with the podcast and with my whole mission in life, you know, I want others to feel connected and seen. And just as I've been doing the work and my own, you know, growth, healing, all that stuff that I'm passionate about, it's like, I'm finally getting it. Like, oh, I'm passionate about growth and healing and connection. And, you know, being seen and heard, because those are things that I need. I need to feel connected. I want to be seen and heard. So it's just funny. It's like the things we're passionate about always end up coming back to us, right? Like the things we are seeking out. So,
1: yeah, I was talking to somebody, um, I think it was yesterday about, you know, authenticity. We were generally, it was like somebody was looking for an expert to speak to. And I was going through like the DC Fempenora directory in my mind of who would be good to speak to for that. But you know, I like it that we're I'm able to feel like I know some of the members well enough to be able to say, oh, okay, this person's more into visualization versus Reiki or, or this person's more into uh, you know energy work than. Mindset like, oh my gosh, talk about splitting hairs. Um, but it's just one of those things where I I was talking about this to someone else, but then I found myself almost choked up a little bit because I realized that I think a lot of what I do is based on my own past experiences, and sometimes they weren't always really the greatest. And you know, I always kind of thought that as a community organizer. I would be like um, this bringer of like this adopter of an awesome collective that people would be coming to me to want to work, to do things together. And so when I started DC Femme Panor, it was like almost the opposite happened where, you know, and it's like, I never really believed in the whole mean girls phenomenon. You know, I didn't have that experience in high school. Not really. I mean, I was really like already in with that popular crowd in high school. So I had the opposite of experience. Like I was never left out of things. I didn't feel like I didn't belong. But what happened, I think, when you go into the business world is you think, you know, oh, I can do anything. And, uh, you know, I was definitely one of those people who I thought I could do whatever I put my mind to. And was very resilient, you know, as a child, I had a really rough, rough childhood, not as bad as some, but more difficult than most. And so when you go out into the business world and you think, "Wow, well, I can do anything and I can overcome this and I am very resilient, like that's who I am. But then you have these experiences that doubt whether you're capable, whether you are a failure versus not a failure. I really struggled. Um, you know, and as a, as a woman and a mother, you know, just all this conversation we're having recently about, you know, international women's day and like RPGs passing and, you know, woman, another woman being, uh, you know, conformed to the confirmed to the Supreme court, all these conversations about women's empowerment brings up a, a lot of conversations about an individual's own experience. And for me, I feel like we're constantly reevaluating why we feel the way that we feel. I mean, maybe that was part of the reason why I went out and got a bachelor's and a master's in psychology was because not I was so curious about why everyone else behaved the way they did or why everyone else was thinking the way that they were thinking, but maybe I was trying to make sense of it for myself. Like, like what the heck is my issue <laughs> or, yeah.
0: or something? Well, I think it's funny you say that because I think that you're actually, you were probably ahead of the game doing that because it's kind of one of those things where, uh, man, I can't remember. Um, It's like everything we do, it comes back to us, you know, like all of it. And even just our reactions to people. I remember when my best friend had her third baby, it was like Um, Like from my childhood, because we'd had our first ones around, I mean, kind of coincidentally, but not so much because, you know, we grew up together so similar ages and then got married. And it was one of those things, like when she had her third baby, it was like, it wasn't even about her having the baby. It was like, wait, do I want a third kid? And it's like, that has nothing to do with me. It's like, you know, but her choice. It suddenly impacted me, and then that's like on a small. Well, that's actually a big, big scale to have a child. But when you think about even just other people's successes and failures, and this and that, instead of just celebrating them or whatnot, it's, we so often are like, "What does this mean for me now?" And if if she succeeded, you know, and it's the whole idea of um, scarcity mentality, like with competition. You talked about like the Mean Girls and things oh, like goodness. that. It's like so much of it, I think, just comes to our own insecurities instead of being able to celebrate. And um collaboration over competition. And that's what I love about the community you're creating and have created with DC Femme. And it's funny because so many of my guests, so thank you, the guests, you're you know, welcome. including you. Um, because it's badass women, you know what I mean? Women that you know want to, you know, build a successful business, but then they're also cheerleaders for others because it's funny because it's like I was talking to my husband earlier about guests on the podcast, and it's like, I want to talk to people who either are in the field of doing the work. And by doing the work, I mean, like basically all that emotional stuff or, um, they're in fields, but, and they've done the work, you know what I mean? They, they've Ah. peeled back the layers because even just something as simple as a phrase of collaboration over competition, I've noticed because of the awesome women I've met and the conversations I've had, it's like, you're able to get to that place where you can celebrate others. When you, excuse me, start doing the work on yourself and kind of like wait, like you said, maybe I went into psychology to figure why, like, why am I acting like this? Why am I reacting like this? And that's like the quicker we can get to those places, the more we can, it doesn't mean we don't struggle with all those feelings yeah, because we're human. Like we're always going to have some of that icky feelings of like uh, competition. And am I going to fail? Or what does this mean for me? But I feel like you can more quickly move through the process because you're like, wait, I know this is just my own stuff, you know, and I can celebrate and I can be in a community where there's other people that do what I do and we can all just coexist.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. The whole comparison trap thing. um, I can't speak for all entrepreneurs, but for me, it is definitely a daily conversation with myself. Lisa, stay in your own lane. You know, it doesn't matter what this person or that community over there is, is doing. And um, it's gotten to the point now where I, I'm not correcting people when they are, you know, if they're giving me a shout out somewhere and they're saying, oh, you know, DC Femme Panor is an online networking group, I don't correct them. We're not. We're not an online networking group, but that is an accurate description for them, and that's fine. You know, when I talk about DC Femme Panor, I say we're a member organization and we're a supportive community for female entrepreneurs, but those are my words. Other yeah. people are gonna have their own way to describe it. And one of the things I've noticed about being in this place where I really thought it was going to feel. So when I created DC Femme Pinot, I mean, this was more than two years ago and it was really in, it, it felt impulsive to me, but I had to be convinced to do it. I, I didn't even want to, I, I was struggling with, you know, what I wanted to do. And I constantly felt like I was destined for a greater purpose. And I think a lot of people feel that deep down and they want their time on earth to really matter. Um, but what that looks like is different for everyone. You know, I'm not going to go be a brain surgeon. I'm not going to be a cardiothoracic, you know, a uh, genius, but I-, I knew that deep down I was meant to do something more than what I was doing currently. And, And it took me a while, I think, to be around other people who were absolutely laser focused on what they were doing. Everyone was an entrepreneur. They knew exactly what their business was. And here's the thing is I was surrounding myself with these people, but they weren't as sure as I thought they were because they were changing their business and they changed their goals by month to month. And they had, they struggled with all of that behind the scenes, but I didn't know that, right? So you're you're surrounding yourself with people who you think are, uh, you know, really, really focused. They know exactly what it is that they're doing and why. And so I felt really inadequate. And it took me a little while for me to kind of go out and talk to other people. Everybody always had really nice things to say. Wow, Lisa, you know, you could do anything. You know, you definitely aren't the type of person that can go work for someone else. You need to be doing your own thing. Um, and then, you know, the fear of working with, with someone else or for someone else brought up all of those past experiences of being out in the corporate world. You know, like I lost a really high paying job with a clearance, Because I had a toddler and a newborn at home, you know, this is not going to be news to any of the females listening, you know, but I lost a really good high paying job, you know, I finished my master's degree, I went out to go work in the workplace doing exactly what I thought it is I wanted to do, which was um, educational research. And I loved what I was doing, but I was also a mother. And so, you know, it got to the point where I was being written up for my attendance, mm. where, you know how it is. I mean, you, you have a kid, a toddler who's in daycare. They bring home, you know, some bug they got. Then the baby gets it, and then I get it. And then, within you know, you know before you know it, you've been on and off from work four or five days. Mm-hmm. And I guess just, you know, I was in a place where that was pretty much deemed unacceptable.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so I feel like those early experiences helped me really solidify this fear that I wasn't meant to work in a traditional place or I couldn't work for other people. Um, But it also brought up really negative things and beliefs about myself. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't good enough. Um, I would need to do menial work because I wasn't capable of doing more. It, all of those things I told myself for years. Um, and, and that part of me still thinks that. I mean, I'm not even going to sit here and act like I'm this evolved creature that doesn't think to myself, um, you know, gosh, that sounds hard. You know, like when you when you want to try something yeah. new and you're not really sure I definitely feel like I visit those places again of the doubting your capabilities a lot.
0: You know, what's so funny is um, listening to you talk about the tapes, which I totally can relate to. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, I did Mary Kay f- straight out of college. I finished um, at Virginia Tech and started doing Mary Kay. And when I would tell my story for the first few years and, you know, was working, people would say, oh, my gosh, I was so brave of you to just like, go do that. Like, wow, look at you. And I was like, my internal tapes were, I was too scared to like get a real job that I just wasn't cut out for like real work that I needed to hustle and figure it out. And it's so funny because, you know, you being in a space where you have this community of entrepreneurs, where you encourage them and whatnot. So, and then because of the different programs you have that I've participated in, you know, so much of our conversation, at least when I'm around, because I always bring it back like mindset and our feelings and yada, yada. Um, There's so much there with entrepreneurs with imposter syndrome and things like that. But it wasn't until I just heard you talking that I was like, you know what? You and I, and I know we're not alone. The opposite is true too, where we tell ourselves those stories to like, oh, we don't fit in, in that corporate world or that structured world, you know, because, and it, it still comes down to these flaws and these criticisms of ourselves. So it's like, doesn't matter whether it's, you know, you're, you're feeling insecure to be an entrepreneur or you're feeling insecure to work corporate. It's like, it's all
1: the same tapes. It kind of is, unfortunately. And, yeah. you know, I think that the only way to really break out of that cycle is, and I mean, of course, this is my own personal belief, but I think one of the only ways to really break out of that cycle is to really find a strong community where, you feel supported and you know that when you're interacting with people on a daily basis, they understand you. They speak your language. They've walked your walk. They, you know, where else can you be where you sell something for the first time for $20 is an entire group of people going to say, yay, congratulations, you know, (laughs) $20 there's more from where that came from. If you go out in the world and, and say that, To a group of people who are non-entrepreneurs, they're going to be like, you quit your full-time job, you're in a business and you're excited about selling something one time for 20 bucks. We'll be like, yeah. Right. But for other people, it's like, gosh, you know, if it's not $200,000, it's like, we're wasting our time.
0: Yes. So that I was talking to someone earlier about it's so important to manage what we're filling our head with. So like on social media, this is my big tip. And in my 10 ways entrepreneurs can show up as their authentic self online. Um, (laughs) One of the tips was be mindful of who you follow. And it doesn't mean don't, it's not like you should follow people that think differently than you, because I'm a big believer and, you know, we, you know, have these different opinions and things like that. But I said, you know, obviously it's a no brainer that you unfollow like the negative people and the you know whatever but i said the true game changer for me i was like this is the good stuff right here it's the neutral people and what i mean by that is it's the people who are like eh like you don't there's no you don't feel good or bad around them but if you follow too many of those eh, people it just fills your head with so much like eh when what you really need is like people encouraging you that when you see their stuff you're excited for them because it motivates you i was like there's yeah. just We spend so much time in the meh. And what the reason I thought of that, though, is when what you were talking about is that as an entrepreneur, when you're thinking of new ideas, especially when you're going to do something outside of the box, you need lots of of outside-of-the-box thinkers Mm -hmm. because your family and friends, they love you. And it's not that they want to hold you back, but they want to keep you safe. So when you start coming up with crazy ideas of, oh, I could do this and I can do this, it's like, (laughs) okay, sure, you know, pat, 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 like okay, good luck, you know, cause they want to love you and support you, but, eh, and it's like, I already feel all that. I need people who like believe in me, but also also truth tellers. Cause you know, if yeah. we do have, we do need people to like help, you know.
1: Keep Absolutely. Alive. And I, and I, I think I've done, um, there was, uh, oh, it was, uh, Mary Sue and Jennifer Crawford's first, um, small business grit summit where I, um, did a presentation about, like the five types of people that you need in your inner circle, mm-hmm. and one of them was the tough love sister—the person that is going to challenge you on uh, not new, really an idea, but is going to say, "That's really great, but wh- how are you going to implement that?" And uh, yeah, it's like really help support you strategically, but give you really hard feedback and those people are really, really important. And, um, it's part of the reason why, like I follow the rock, like on Instagram, I just love him. I mean, i I obviously don't lift weights and I'm not going to ever compete in a, in a, in a competition, but there's something about his energy and about, um, you know, the, the story about, you know, overcoming things and, and, um, overcoming, you know, his self, his own self doubt, and you know, growing up fat and all of that, and like if he had spent his entire life believing that, he wouldn't be where he is, you know. And so I, I think everybody kind of needs a, a number of individuals that they, for whatever reason, find them incredibly inspirational, um, and that's going to vary for everyone.
0: It's funny because when you talked about you need the different people in your life, that's what I love about. For me this past year with the pandemic though, the silver lining has been finding the online communities mm-hmm. because I was a really big um in-person networking. And when I say networking, I just mean like people. I just like meeting people and having fun and whatnot. And so I didn't really ever do anything online. I wasn't on Instagram. I mean, I joined the bare minimum for the podcast. And it wasn't until COVID and being quarantined. And then after, you know, a couple months, it's like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. And then that's when I discovered, and I always give you the credit, like you and DC Fem, like finding this community that it was intentional because everyone I've said is like trying their best to survive. And what I found is that when you have a community where there's someone at the helm, like leading it, that it kind of. I mean, it's like being the captain of a ship, you know, where it kind of kept everyone together because everyone's kind of off doing their thing, but it it brings them together. And then it's also you leaning into your gifts too, because I've met such amazing people, but like you were talking like the, I've talked about your visibility challenge. Mm -hmm. And so what I loved about that is like you in just for people listening, it was like a way to help entrepreneurs, like put themselves out online more funny that that's like the thing I made my 10 thing. It's like, yeah, they see it all connects. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were going through the process, it wasn't just like a cheerleading thing where, oh, yay, good for you. Go do it. It was actually like, nope, I read this. This is what you need. And I so appreciated that because I can get stuck in the, I want to support and encourage and, but like, no, I need someone just that looks at it and breaks it down. And I think that's why just having different people in our life as, and as entrepreneurs and, and just people, you know, even if someone listening isn't an entrepreneur, it's just like a reminder of why you need different types of people in your life, because there's just such value that we all bring, but we kind of look over here and look over there. And it's like, instead of staying in our lane, like that, the things about us are our gifts, you know, that we can give other people and they're not all the same. So,
1: yeah. And I think that one of the things I really like about The DC Fempreneur community, in particular, um, is the quality of the professionalism is very high there. And I, I, you know, when I started DC Fempreneur, I mean, like I said, this was more than two two years ago. Um, I went out looking for a community for women that was professional entrepreneurs, and and I and I didn't want there were lots of groups where. They were like me time, like busy women that wanted groups that for social reasons or, or relaxation, but that's not what I was looking for. And I, that's not what I wanted. I wanted something like DC Fempenor, where we spent the majority of our time focusing on our business, what we needed to do for ourselves to get our minds right. We needed to learn a new skill. We needed to um, acquire something in order to level up or, You know, and it was it was really about trying to tap into the fact that all of us have, you know, we spent a lifetime learning something. We're really good at what we do, but we need all of those. We need all of that knowledge and skills in order to grow our business. But there's no way all of us are going to be able to learn every single thing. Like, I can't possibly spend the next five years of my life learning what you do. And you're not going to acquire all the knowledge and skills I have. It's impossible. But if we are able to provide opportunities where you're sharing your, your, you know, your lessons learned and I'm sharing my lessons learned and we're doing it in, in a supportive, cohesive way. So powerful. I mean, the trial and error is the old way of learning. It's incredibly inefficient and there's a better way. There's a faster way. And we don't have the time, honestly. Entrepreneurs don't have years to try to figure something out. Like we need to know what works, and we need to know what works now. And that was really the start of why I really wanted to to start DC Fempreneur because in my mind it was a way to create something that I couldn't find myself, but I desperately needed. And when I, you know, a typical entrepreneur, if you can't find What you're looking for, when you go out looking for it, you create it yourself. What you said
0: about not learning the skills, like not learning mine and me not learning yours. And I think to take that even a step further, it's that goes back to just leaning into our strengths. And so like for you and me, because we, you know, we met, well, obviously through DC Fem, but I guess the visibility challenge is when we first met. No, I I learned about you
1: because of the small business summit. I remember that. Yes. Yes. We met
0: there. Um, And that's how I met you. And that's how I got to DC femme, of course. Um, But running meetings is one of those things. Like I, when I used to do Mary Kay, people would say, oh, you should do the door, like run the door check-in because you're people. And I was like, I learned. (laughs) After Susie cream cheese. <laughs> I was like, I can't. Cause everyone who comes in, I want to say hi to and see how their kids are and what's going on with them. I was like, no, I need the opposite personality who is like, get in. This is your check-in. Here's the books you need. This is this. Cause I would be running the door and like six people wouldn't get checked in because I would have just talked and I forgot to give them the stuff. And right. But it's like
1: That's me, I'm the one who keeps it moving and like I need someone else to be the Susie cream cheese.
0: Exactly. So that's why it's like, there's, it takes all kinds. And I think that's why building relationships is so important. And you said this earlier too, because you said how everyone else was struggling, like the entrepreneurs, you saw these women who you thought they had it all together. They had everything figured out. And it's like, the more you got to know them. And I think that that's why building community is so important. No matter where you're at in your life, if you're, if you're a stay at home mom, if you're a working mom, I mean um, if you're a man, you know, just whatever it is, it's like, you have to start peeling back the relation, the layers of a relationship because we get into our own heads and where we think, you know, that our weaknesses, we see our stuff as weaknesses like those old tapes mm-hmm. um, or, and then we assume we're the only ones that feel that way. But then also it's the whole. We're better together. You know, we're a team. So it's like if you and I, if we ran that check in, it would be fire because you would make sure all that stuff got done. And I would make sure everyone hopefully felt welcome to, you know, we would be like a little magic team. But if one of us were doing it on our own, we would struggle maybe. Cause it would be like, I can't run all the details and welcome everyone, you know, and vice versa. And so I just, I mean, that's why for me, I'm just such a big believer in building the communities and finding your people and whatnot. And you, and you know, just there's always opportunities there. So it's just so funny how, I mean, this is just a crazy, crazy time, you know, it's a crazy time. And it's like, because it's now we're here at a the year mark, it's become it's still weird, but normal. It's like, yeah, of course this is weird. It's like the anxiety everyone's carrying around. It's like, oh, I don't feel anxious because we feel anxious all the time, you know?
1: So yeah, it's become it's, like part of just how things are and we don't even really notice it anymore. I agree. Yeah. But you know, with your, cause you have an
0: entrepreneurial background too, serial entrepreneur, as you say, like it's mm-hmm. just, it's something you keep having to pivot and things like that. So how has, creating a community, like you said, you know, it's kind of being aware of all the stuff from our childhood and how it affects us today and whatnot. How has creating a community brought you healing?
1: There's a couple of different things. The first is I created UC Femme thinking I was creating a support, um, a support network or a community or a place of belonging for other people. What I didn't really understand is that it was going to become my safety net and it was going to become like my saving grace. The people that if I'm having a hard day, I'm I'm an entrepreneur too, you know, on a daily basis, I'm ready to quit my business. Just like you and you and you and you and everyone, we all feel that. And that is something that is just part of the entrepreneurial journey. We have to accept it. And if you can't accept it, you're not meant to be and that's just that's tough love right there if you can't get past the daily roller coaster of emotions without quitting then you need to be doing something else because it's going to drag you down it's going to emotionally tear you apart and i have been there um i would say these past few months were very difficult for me and um you know, we just got finished celebrating two years. I had a lot of doubt. Like, was was I going to continue on? Will there be a, a year three? You know, maybe I, I still don't know. But I had a lot of that going on for myself too. And so I, you know, gosh, the answer is it's brought up a lot of feelings, things yeah. I didn't even realize I would feel, mm. things I had no idea I was going to feel. I mean, I thought I was um, creating something for others. But really what happened was I was essentially creating it for myself too.
0: Yeah. It's funny. It's, um, it's hard, but you said that by creating this community, it brought up a lot of feelings for you. And it sounds a little Pollyanna, but I feel like Mm -hmm. I can say it because now I've experienced it. And it's like, when things are really hard, like, and I mean, really effing hard, like not just like a little difficult, like really effing hard. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity though. And that's the thing where if you're willing to kind of dig deeper into your own stuff and be like, well, why am I feeling this way? You know, why do I
1: feel like this? I think it's just one of those things where I'm recognizing that, especially in the online world, there's a lot going on and we really do need to bind together. And, you know, like I said, um, You know, it's a there's a I I think I've amended our mission statement at least twice. And um, but I really do believe that we can go further in our business and grow faster and be stronger when we work together. And it's been something that I've believed in forever. Even before these were memes and and hashtags, believed in the power of the collective and it just makes more sense. I mean, of course we're going to be like, okay. Like, like we grew up and our parents would say, um, you know, two heads are better than one, right. That it was the power of the collective right there. We, we have different words for it now, but it's essentially the same. And so I've always believed that, you know, two heads are better than one and two are, you know, uh, three is better than two and so forth. And so I, I really would love to continue to see DC Femme Panora grow and um, it is a goal of mine to to help DC fempreneur grow out of our region, so not just you know uh, DC, Maryland, and Virginia, but you know maybe broaden a little bit, um, maybe into southern Virginia or um, eastern part, or maybe into Baltimore. But that that requires people, you know, learning about us, and then also um, being able to find a way to combine our missions. So you know, I haven't found somebody that, um, is looking for something the way I was, uh, because I think there could be a real opportunity there.
0: Yeah. But also it's that season. I think, you know, what, what I hear is when you're building something, these are like, you know, when you kind of, you want to grow, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, where are we at now? What works for you? Like what feels right for you? You know, instead of just jumping to do it, it's kind of, really leaning into what's best for you and for your benefit. You know what I mean? Cause you want to help others, which is great. Um, we all do, I think, but it's one of those things that always comes back to, to you and like, if it's a fulfilling and enriching for you. And so, um, but I thank you for all the hard work you've done with thank your you. online community. And I've met badass women, including yourself. And so I'm <laughs>
1: grateful. One of the things I really, I agree with something that you said earlier was, I absolutely agree with that one of the silver linings for all of this was being able to meet people that we would have never met because we were limited by location. Like, you know, you're much south, more south than I am, and um, I'm a lot more north than you. And so the chances of us being at a joint event somewhere, you know, it could have been years to be found before we had found in that space. But um, I think that is definitely one of the silver linings. Is I've become really good friends and gotten to know people I would have never met otherwise. And some people I consider to be some of my closest friends at this moment, I've never met in person. I just had that same
0: conversation with some (laughs) ladies. We were talking and we like meet all the time and we were like, none of us have met in person. And just, I remember someone recommended a zoom, you know, kind of one-on-one two years ago or so. And I was like, no, I would rather drive forty-five minutes, have coffee for an hour, and drive forty-five minutes home. And now I'm like, that's three hours of time. You know, I know. Plus, yeah, getting ready with real pants. I appreciate you coming today to chat Thank and you. flesh it out. And I just think that you know you have some beautiful gifts and talents, and I appreciate you using them and collaborating because I just I've reaped the benefits from you and your. <laughs> your skills and so i look forward to getting to to keep keeping Thank community you. together it's been my pleasure
1: um i i really love it how um you've been posting in the in the online facebook group about you know all the different people in the community that you've um that you've met and that you're you know you're interviewing on your show because it really does help um add an additional layer to that person's story you know like every time I meet somebody and I've been in see them virtually online in two, three, four different ways. I learn something about them every single time. So I I, I think it's really great because it it helps the rest of the community learn something about that person and what they have in common with them or how they can relate with them um, in a different way. So I think it's helpful and and I'm glad that you're sharing. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, thank Um, you.
1: It's definitely that
0: collaboration because even if you never work with someone or even if you're never going to be you know, in relationship with them, just having something, just learning more from people, we all can learn from each other's stories. So thank you for sharing some of your story today. And I appreciate you. And if people want to um, find you, how can people find you online?
1: Great question. So I think the best thing to do um, is to visit the website. It's uh, www.dcfempreneur.com. And I can be reached uh, via email. It's lisa at dcfemepanor.com. And of course, we have all of the things in terms of social media. So Instagram and Twitter, everything is all the same handle, um, you know, at dcfempenor. So we have, a public, we have a public Facebook page and we have a Facebook community, private group, and, and all of that. So um, I'm very easy to find online. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. And I
0: look forward to continuing to flush it out online and hopefully in person one day.
1: And that's a wrap for now.
0: Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. For all things flushing, visit our website at flushingitout.com. This has been a Spitfire Production.
1: That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.